Thirsty Thursday, as we like to say, come on out, make a bad decision. I think we got some, we got some subdued folks like out it. here in front of me right now. But I, that, like that guy right there, he's made a bad decision. No, I'm pointing to you. Don't look around. You look like you're ready, boy. You're ready to put this thing together. These two fellas right here with these hats right here. And, man, just grab that beer. You look like you can make a good, bad decision tonight. That's all right. I ain't going to say what you look like just in case somebody <laughs> wondering where the hell you're supposed to be. But come on out. Have a good time, man. You got a chance to win um, uh, some uh, some prizes here. As we have it set up right here, if you're in the building, all you got to do is walk up, sign your name, throw it in our raffle box, and you will have a chance to win a 25 we got a couple of $25 Visa gift cards. Hell, you can buy your beers with that $25 Visa gift card. All you got to do is sign your name, walk up there. You don't have to be a hard ass. It's $25. You ain't got to put your address or Social Security card. All you got to do is write your name and put it in that raffle box, uh, and you'll have a chance to win 25 bucks. So we'll be hooking folks up with that. But, yes, it is a good time. I've been off. I God, I know you all have missed me. I really do. I've missed you. I, I mean, I, I, I can't even I, I didn't even have to look at the text line to know. There's Tyler. I haven't seen Tyler in a while. Good to good to see you. At, at, there you go, Tyler, uh, with the, uh, the, the Houston Houston legendary shirts as he has every single day uh, with the Astro Royal joint. Uh, so it's good to see you again, Sean. Bada bing, bada boom is in the building. Clint will be off the next couple of days. Uh, but uh, we're going to have us a good time because we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into, and I can, can I can I start here, fellas? Can I start here? Let's go. I just heard Landry say, you know, hey man, there, there's a lot of lot of issues with the D line. D line's hurting, but at least you got seven. Yeah, at least you got seven, and you feel like you want to score. You can score more points, and you're better. <laughs> you got seven. You it better be better than it was. The last couple of days, you saw him out there with your own eyes. The last two days, right? Yeah, he's practicing. He's throwing the ball. It looks like he's going to be there Sunday. It looks like he's going to play. Right. It shouldn't look any different. I mean, he's got to go through practice just as he normally would. That's how you pass the protocol to begin with. Yesterday, he was in phase four. It looked like he was passing phase four right before my very eyes. So, you know, phase five hopefully is completed. Today and had been, you know, for a couple hours now. That's getting through an entire practice without experiencing uh, any concussion symptoms. So that's good. I mean, he's looked good. I've seen stretching, tossing the ball around, stuff like that, handoffs. But the fact that he but, is out there doing those things, that means it's good. The, the symptoms of sensitivity to light and things of that nature are, are you would assume, are behind him. Well, well now, he is still in protocol. Especially but, for a day like today, Ron, yes. because... You know, the, the news that D'Amico shared this weekend before the game to ESPN was that, you know, he'd taken in uh, a practice on Friday just on the field watching. Well, that was inside. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, there was sunlight and there was extreme brightness. That was a good start, though, right? Yeah. And I would imagine, uh, you know, while the Texans 90% of the time will hold a practice indoors on Friday, they made it a, especially... Uh, you know, uh, to do it on the, on that Friday, just to give maybe CJ a look, like ease him back. Today, I mean, look, it's a beautiful day outside. Sun is shining. It's bright. For him to get through yesterday and today's practice without experiencing any discomfort, like with light sensitivity and loud noises and stuff like that, that's huge. Yeah, it is. It is. And him being out there, like for me, we're now two days in a row that he's been out there in some sort of form, limited, whatever it is, mm-hmm. practice. Like to me that that is a sign that he will play Sunday. 100%. So for me, like like we hadn't saw him for two weeks, 
after the injury, and now he's out there. These are signs that he is progressing towards playing on Sunday, and I'm sure Tennessee is preparing that way. And I just and I and I'm just going to act upon the thought of he is playing on Sunday, and what does that mean? Seven one three five seven two four six ten. You can jump on. You watching us on uh, YouTube and Twitch? You can communicate there as well. What does that mean? And I just want us and, and and Tyler and Sean in the building. Everybody, I just want us to be careful. Just to be careful in the thought that hey, CJ's back and all the problems are solved. Right. CJ's back and he's gonna. Fix this. There are some players around the league where you – now, listen, you can tell around the the, the team and in the fan base, obviously having C.J. there gives you a whole different set of confidence and feel and belief Mm -hmm. that Davis or Case Keenum isn't there. And I just want to thank God upon heaven that we don't have to sit here this week (laughs) and try to figure out and have these conversations and have people wish that Case Keenum was something else that he is not even though they know it and then they saw it and they were a quarter into the game last week saying, what the hell was I talking about with this Case Keenum thing? Thank God we don't have to deal with that, hopefully, on Sunday. But I just want to caution people because I think in your mind, and it's understandable as a fan, you think of the CJ at its height, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, the CJ at its height is November 5th, November 12th. The back-to-back games against the Bucks, where he was just carving them up and then – Gets the game winner, the drive to end it, and then the following week he goes on the road, goes head up with Joe Burrow, outplay Joe Burrow, and they also win on a final drive. I think, people, that is in the mind of where we see CJ. But I don't, I, I, I caution us to think that that is the performance that they're going to get. Coming off of this injury, hasn't played in a couple of weeks. Let's just be honest. It was trending down his last couple of weeks, yeah. especially the Jets game. Sure, sure. And then even the second half of the Broncos game, there were some good things that happened to the Broncos. But then in the second half, they were holding on to, for dear life a little bit. And really, it's just trended kind of down from those games against the Bucks and and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So I just like he is obviously going to give you a chance to win a better chance to win, and you should feel a lot more confident. But I don't I, – I, I caution the people to believe Superman's back. And no matter what, he's going to clean that up. It's – I just I, – I think that's – I think that's not I – th- I don't think that's fair to put that on him right it, now. It's not. You're, I mean, you're 100% right, especially but you're on for him, a rookie. You? That's what you're expected, aren't you? That's what you are. I can well, tell. Shout out to the mighty. No, and it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to all be on C.J. Stroud. And I'll explain that here in just a second. But you know, just considering the fact that what he's coming back from, it's not an AC joint. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's not a strained hamstring. It's a concussion. Concussion. Right. There have been studies upon studies upon studies over the course of the last 15, 16, 17 years that concussions have actually become like a thing, right? Because really pre-2008, 2009, it was okay, whatever. You know, you got your bell rung, this, that, and the other thing. Ross Tucker had a lot to say about that on the morning show earlier this week, which was good stuff as always. But I went back and I looked at a study around the time that concussions became a thing, 2008, 2009. And according to that study, which was done in 08, 
While concussed quarterbacks displayed reduced ratings compared with controlled quarterbacks, right? Those that have not. Yeah. Right? Uh, an overwhelming majority showed no decline in performance. In fact, the majority of cases studied found an increase in completion percentage. More recent study, though, done in 2015, does show a precipitous drop-off in QB rating, right? So I think the more and more we lear- we've learned about concussions, the more and more we've learned about how to test the controlled versus the ones that are trying to come back. And we've understood how to better look at information. All that crap aside... You should not expect a rookie playing in his 14th game with the season on the line, yeah, it, coming yeah. back from a two-week hiatus this is a hell of a situation. and a concussion <laughs> with a depleted receiver core, with a depleted defense, yeah. with a run game that might show up one day that might not show up the other day. You can't expect that dude, Superman as you put it, to go out there and win you a ball game. But what you should expect is for him to be markedly better than Davis Mills. Absolutely. Markedly better than Case Keenum. And to be quite honest with you, the first time that every player on that football team, the other 52-plus, set eyes on C.J. Stroud earlier this week, yesterday, when he was on the practice field, holy crap, dude. You could feel the vibe out there. Absolutely. It was the weather. I could see it in Nico's eyes. It was awesome. D'Amico talked about it. Kareem talked about it. Um, Yeah. I'd like to think that Jalen Petrie would have talked about it, too, but he said he wasn't active yesterday and was going to talk to the media on Sunday. So I said, okay, cool. Uh, But everybody felt that vibe. Everybody was excited. And that's about where it has to stop, Ron, to be honest with you. He's a rookie. Yes, and I and that that's the thought is, right? Like if someone texts in, and I, and I like it, like I said, in your, in your thoughts, what – for me, CJ is back, but what does that mean? To me, it means he absolutely gives you the best chance to win. But I caution people to start going with, hey, man, this guy's going to put his cape on and save the day. And as I see somebody right here saying, the one, or, or you just said it yourself, CJ gives you the best chance to win, and that's a reason to be excited. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's what the – Tyler, you, you, I know you follow Texans Twitter. Sean, I know you do. You all have been working there. And it's an understandable f- feeling for fans because you want it so much that it feels like – CJ's gonna save the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that's unfair. But there's an excitement level. And I don't think there, there should be an excitement. But like to think that CJ's back, we're golden. You're in a much better position. But it's gonna like you're gonna have to. Everybody is gonna have to come to the table mm-hmm. to think that it is going to like CJ put on his cape against the Bucks and he put on his cape against the Bengals. But to expect him, as you said. Multiple weeks off, coming off a concussion. We'll see how he reacts in the pocket now. When there's it, 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 hell, I just watched Patrick Mahomes look gun shy and skittish. Yeah, All right. And this is a guy that's been it. We'll see how he reacts to certain pressures now. We'll see how things go now that there's no tank. Like to it to have the expectation. It's the biggest game of the year. Got to have it. All right, we got CJ, and it's not just that he's going to give us the best chance to win, but he's going to come in here and he's going to save it. Yeah. And I, I just think, no, there's a need for those guys up front to really come through. There's a need for this defense. I'm not saying they got to do what they did to the Titans before, but it is not just going to be a deal of CJ is back, therefore mm-hmm. it's fixed. I think that I, I think that is too much to put, as you said, on I, a rookie and a guy that's just coming back. I, we're in agreement. 
CJ's been the biggest story this week. There's no doubt about it. All eyes have been on that process, that progress uh, that he's made in the last day. Hopefully we get that report here in the next hour or two that he'd made more progress today and has passed you know, all five phases of concussion protocol. Hopefully it's a full practice today on the practice report, at least by tomorrow, right, ahead of this game. But it is still about this Texan season. And the fact that it's still alive and they some way, somehow, amazingly control their own destiny. <laughs> with, with with this game against the Titans in mind, the last two weeks, if they win both, they're in division champs, probably. It's beautiful, right? You still have to go out and do something that you haven't that you haven't done in five, six seasons with this franchise. You still have to go out and do something that was the improbable coming into this season. And if you're D'Amico Ryans, if you're Bobby Slowick, there are two words that you have to get this team to understand and get to be believing in themselves again ahead of this Titans game. Yeah. Tyler, you just sent a text real quick to us real quick. Is there there's something you want to uh, – you don't have to play the breaking news. Yeah, but yeah. Just well, so you want to pass along. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of the media types here in Houston, they are all reporting that right now as we speak, C.J. Stroud has been made available to the local media to speak with them. So that's got everyone uh, pretty much convinced that this guy is back. You know, you're not, you're not uh, allowed to talk with the media until you clear this concussion protocol. So it seems like – Everything is pointing in the right direction. Yeah, Aaron Wilson reports here three minutes ago, Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud cleared medically out of NFL concussion protocol, is playing Sunday against the Titans. So he is going to speak to the media, Tyler. We'll get, we'll get an understanding on that. If we, if we do get him, we will carry that. Live, right? I, I'm, I'm going to make that executive decision. I don't think That's they are. We would, but I don't think they are. They did have a live stream up going for him to talk, but then they killed it, and gotcha. now I think All he's right. talking. We'll, we'll hear. We'll try to figure anything out. We'll get that passed to you. But uh, once again, that is a big announcement here coming from Aaron Wilson reporting. C.J. Stroud has cleared concussion protocol and is set to play Sunday against the Titans. So he is going to play. Now what we're talking about is definitely there. Yes, I love it, baby. We are back. Baby, I've been gone a little bit. Now you're getting it's excited. Now it's back. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I am excited. I just want us to be fair to the cat, right? Yeah, there, yeah. there are sometimes, and I've seen that here, and if someone texted, like I said, it's back, it's back comfortable. Show your straight hater and a negative Nancy. You always be that. Uh, you have been wrong so many times about the Texans. And I, I'm, there's not a right or wrong here. I, 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 to me, I, I just saying, I don't think it's fair to expect him to just be a savior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. I mean, there, that's no, the there, fairness. I'm, I'm not, I mean, that's I, just being realistic. I'm not, I'm not coming out saying that CB uh, ain't going to come out and, and be perfect or, or be amazing or even, but I'm just saying to expect that he is going to come because it feels like there are so many Texans fans that are like, it's not just, all right, ooh, okay, now we got a really good chance, our, our best, absolute best chance to win. It's like, oh, CJ is going to save this, mm-hmm. and he's going to clean up no tank, and he's going to clean up the offensive line sure. issue. He's going to clean up, like, no, like, and, and listen, he, as you said, he is a rookie. I don't think it's fair to treat him at a level of an elite quarterback that some people believe right, right. him to be, and I just don't think that is fair to do that to him. That's so. why I, I pointed out like the very first things that came to mind when when I knew we were going to be talking about this. 
I wanted to know absolute fact. You know, what have studies shown over the course of the last, you know, 15 years since we've learned more and more about this? What does it say about a quarterback's performance, whether they're coming back after a week, two weeks, three weeks? Hell, there were 36 concussions in the NFL in and around about a three-year span with quarterbacks. I think it was like 2011, maybe a little longer, 2011, I think, to 2015. 36 concussions with quarterbacks. Nine of them cats didn't come back and even play the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay, nine. So, like, that's then, and you fast forward now, eight, nine seasons, Ron, I mean, you see the level of severity in which the NFL is treating a concussion now, not even just at a quarterback, but, I mean, hell, look at one of these cats that uh, the Texans just brought in off the street, Kareem Jackson, this week, right? Yeah. He, it took him two severe hits to really take the hammer by the NFL and Roger Goodell, and in now one cat who has never not, had, had a history of headhunting, like, uh, was it last week? I can't remember the guy's the name. Yeah, was it the Steelers? He yeah, hits he, a guy, boom, suspension. Yeah, and it's a, like, okay, well, it's like, what is this, the NCAA? Like, you're going to get ejected from the game was, and suspended the next hit. game? Like, that what's was, the that deal? Was, that was a bad hit. Sure, but the more and more you learn, the more and more you have to treat each and every case, yes, unto its own, but much more seriously than you did not just eight years ago, but 15 years ago. Yeah. All right, CJ is back. Thank God. Oh, thank God. I just, whoo, I didn't, I didn't want to have to have that conversation again this week, fellas. I didn't want to have to have that conversation again this week. I, I, I'm so glad that CJ's back. They have a, they have a great chance. The, to me, I, I think Bobby Slowick has a chance now. <laughs> Bobby Slowick is the things that he could do has a real chance now, and 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 how he can call the game. All right, more on that. We'll continue to talk about it. this. Is huge news. Any stuff that comes out, Tyler is working very very hard to figure out anything we're hearing from CJ Stroud. As we're hearing, he is going to meet with the media. If you're on your way, if you're near the area, we're at the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in, uh, in New Caney. Come on out. Hang out with us. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. TV's everywhere. Uh, and you got a chance to win a $25 Visa gift card. Giving out a couple of those. All you got to do is sign your name and put it in the raffle box. We have set up right here in front of us, and you'll have a chance. Anybody in the building or on their way can have a chance. Coming up, um, something. There, there are things in sports that are just... Uh, it, it would seem to be so easy to go ahead and just understand what needs to be done with it, but it's still we are just doing silly, silly things and doing things because it's always done that way. We'll discuss that coming up next. It's a Thirsty Thursday with our friends at Bud Light on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right. Welcome in as uh, we are here live on a little Thirsty Thursday each and every Thursday during the football season. We head out to Buffalo Wild Wings and we are in New Caney. Come on out, hang out with us. Your chance to win a $25 Visa gift card. My guy right here, smart man, signing up. All you got to do is sign your name, put it in that raffle box, and you got a chance to win a $25 Visa gift card. There is nothing extra to it. You don't have to write your address or anything. You just have to sign your name, Sean Bajani. Put it in the box, and you'll have a chance to win a $25 Visa gift card as we will do a drawing coming up. Uh, So uh, you can do that as uh, as you're arriving or if you're in the building already uh, as uh, as we're getting ready for uh, the uh, this huge game. This is this is like this is must win, right? Hundred percent. Which which it feels like. Uh, that the Texans need to go ahead and get this win with other teams in the AFC starting to surge, uh, like the Bills and and um, 
and the Colts already they're ahead of you. Now that game next week mm-hmm. uh, has potential to be big, but that that's this is this is one they have to win. And the great news, if you're just rolling in, is reports uh, that C.J. Stroud. One reports that C.J. Stroud will speak to the media today, and also from Aaron Wilson. Uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud cleared medically out of NFL concussion protocol playing Sunday against the Titans, according to Aaron Wilson. So that is uh, that is really good news that this team has the best chance possible. The best chance possible. Now, there are some people who are calling what I'm saying as a Debbie Downer. And I listen, I know I want to move on to this, Sean. I just, you know, I, I know I just don't really do well with the – when. People say things that just let it brush off. No, I'm a responder. <laughs> it gets you in the heart. I'm a responder. Yeah, like I just oh, no, so. like I see this a lot. I just think you guys are ignorant and stupid. <laughs> just be blunt. Like the, like the, no, I do. Like my, my guy Juan, I, I just think you're being stupid on this. And there's somebody else down there. Ron, CJ is back. We have a chance. Quit being a Debbie Downer. I'm with you. Just mad because Kansas City is slumping. What does that have to do with C.J. Stroud? You're not listening. What does that have to do with <laughs> with with me saying don't believe C.J. Don't just don't just expect that C.J. Stroud is going to be Superman and just going to clean up all of the problems that are had, and that because C.J. is in the game, they're going to win. Sure. And I think there are some people who have gotten themselves. Now there are certain players that really push that up, like hey. Hey man, hey certain like hey they, they, with, early in the year. Now it didn't necessarily happen, but early in the year, all right, they get Laramie Tunzel back on the offensive line. Our offensive line should immediately improve. Hundred mm-hmm. like it should immediately be like for for me right now. Will when Will Anderson well, comes back, I don't know. Didn't I? I'm not gonna say it. Happened, but when Will Anderson comes back, I don't think that Will Anderson coming back that it is fair to put the pressure on him to think he will just clean up. Anything that happens in the front seven because he's Will Anderson. No, he's a rookie. He's young. He's still growing, and he's coming off an injury. Sure, but, you know, even there was a built-in excuse for Laramie because the Texans have load-managed his knee issue. And I'll say knee issue. I hesitate to say knee issues because I don't know if it's one. I don't know if it's both of them. I just know just by looking at him, he looks like an athlete in the prime of his career but is moving around like a 45-year-old, you know, at times in the locker room. And there's a reason why he's not practicing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in full every week, and he hadn't been doing so but he's, you know, but, for three months. But he's a guy, Sean, that just has a, a history of, of consistently doing things. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? That, that we can... Uh, but it's less about what he's got going on you know, around his kneecaps and more about what he's got going on upstairs in, in that he understands the game from on a different level yeah, where an, he can overcome some physical ailments because of what he knows and what to look for in the just, opposition. It should be just... An, like, for me, I don't know, maybe you have it. It, 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 for you, in terms of the players and what they do, your expectations are the same for Laramie Tunzel and C.J. Stroud, and they're not the same for me. Laramie Tunzel. No, no, no. That, I'm not that, saying that, they're that, the that, same. So that's the point. That's the, yeah. I'm talking to people. Yeah. That's the point that I'm making. Yeah. All right. Hey, by the way, Tyler, man, tough one last night, man. I, did you go Did you go to the Texas Bowl? Did I you did, att- man. I, I had some tickets lined up with, yeah, with our did. with our wonderful boss to be in the Odyssey suite for that game, but um, well, that needed needed to stay home with the injured pup. You know, yeah, I know she, you had the pup, puppy, but I know you watched it. Um, hey, man, listen, dude, I, I didn't know who who that quarterback was, but he had a he had a pretty good game. Looked like there's some talent still there. 
I know his name's not Johnny Walker, the receiver, but I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, quarterback for the Aggies <laughs> this year. Yeah, so they, they 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 took an L, but you know, look good. My Jayhawks stepped up, got a nice little little bowl win at the, of course, the very the, the you know the one you want to go to, the one where you say we are guaranteed rate bowl champions, baby. <laughs> really, yeah. has a, <laughs> can we can yeah. we just uh, can we stop with this? Now, listen, I know some of you may disagree with things that I'm saying. That's fine. That's that's what we do. We go back and forth. Are you going to go two for two here? But I just got to believe people have to agree with me on this one. Like the the, <laughs> the bowl the bowl system thing. It, this is this is outdated and it's stupid. Like it's it, this is like right now as I look up at the TVs. There's TVs everywhere at this Buffalo Wild Wings. Like who's gear? Who's really geared up for this Rutgers Miami game played at Fenway Park? Alum. Well. Who is there? Let a pan that audience. Let's hey. see. Nobody goes to these bowl games. And then any player that has any chance to get to the NFL in the in the first top two to three rounds aren't playing in these games because it doesn't matter because why do you want to get injured? Yeah. I watched USC play last night. Who was even there? You know, this isn't a USC team. That, now, they beat Louisville. But this isn't a USC team that we're – we're watching like uh, even big ones. And the, the Cotton USC Bowl team you wanted preseason. Yes, co- the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the big games. Mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison isn't playing. Right. The quarterback for Ohio State went, that led them to eleven and what? Well, he's transferred. He's at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, they, they, they to me they need to extend these playoffs to not just twelve. They need to extend this wow. thing out to twenty to twenty four, and, and use and now these postseason games will matter. These other ones, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to sit up here. And, listen, Rutgers in Miami, get your, get your, uh, your off season started earlier. Like we don't need to see you in 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 in, in the pinstripe bowl, right? My Kansas sure, Jayhawks, you don't need to play in the like. It's just these games don't matter, and the kids aren't playing. It's not even the same teams. No, you're right. I mean, you're right in that in that sense. Like you want to see the players that have made that team, and even though it hadn't been like USC, it hadn't been the season they they dreamed for. You know that they wanted, uh, that they envisioned in the preseason. It is what it is. But you want if, if you want these bowl games to mean something, then you have to have them mean something. But I don't think extending from eight to twelve or four to—they're going four to twelve, man. I mean, they, they forgot about eight. I, I think eight's really the perfect spot for me. But you want them to go to twenty to twenty-four just because you're trying to encompass all of the teams that are actually, you know could be legit, that have legitimate players. I just don't think it's possible. We're talking about 17 games in the NFL being too many for these guys with still just one bye week and the dread of going to 18 and not even maybe the thought of instituting a second bye week in the NFL. You want these guys to play how many games in college? You know, if you're going to go to a playoff system of more than 12, that would be ridiculous. You'd have to significantly reduce the... I, and I, I and, think, and, and I when think I say a sweet spot, and when I say they, like just a, a few teams, like we're talking, it about, would only be a few teams. We're, we're, right. we're talking about two teams that made it to the final that would play probably three additional games. Sure, but not if you had twenty. What I'm just saying, like I'm just saying, <laughs> either either do that or just shut these bowls down. Like nobody's going to these bowl games. Yeah, and nobody, like but like, it's like an, and it's the years, big ones. Georgia, but that's what I'm saying. Georgia, Georgia's got like ten guys sitting out this mm. game. Yeah, yeah. Like this, is, this is one of the big games. Yeah, this is this is the the Orange Bowl. Sure. Florida State's got every every pro. This is not Florida State and Georgia that's playing. 
this is a spring ball game. Sure. And, like, it, it, it's crazy to me. I, like, I'm, I'm not saying you got to go 68 like the NCAA tournament or anything, but I'm just saying, man, to, to have these things matter and to get these bowl games, which is, like, the, the crazy thing, the end of the year, those are supposed to be the most important games. The real teams aren't actually playing. You're right. Like I, I mean, how like seriously, Tyler? How you, many guys out there played for A and M last night that you that rarely played this season? More than a handful, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, like what do we, like what do we? When you talk about the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and and now guys just saying, well, I don't want to get hurt to go to the league. Which you understand, mm-hmm. you got okay. Well, let's increase the games that are that matter, so we see our good teams. Are our, our, our best like with the sport? Like right now, only there are only going to be four games or two games in which teams are really playing everybody that they, they can play. Well, let me ask you a question: Would you say that this year in college football has been kind of anomalous in the sense that you really needed more than four teams to get into the playoff? Like, absolutely. Okay. How many teams this year would you say needed to be in a playoff? Six. I I, I don't think that's fair. I think I, I think ten or twelve. I don't think that's no yeah. legitimate teams. Yeah, like, I, you yes. watch with your own eyeballs. Yes, legitimate you, teams. You yes, think, you think twelve. I think there are twelve teams. We do this. See, like when we watch the NCAA tournament and we see like crazy teams like VCU make it to a Final Four, or we see what we saw last year where you'd never think Florida Atlantic would make it to a Final Four and get where they got. Like, we don't give these teams chances to say that. We can say legitimately, no, we don't think that. But, but they're t- – I mean, we, we – it's, it's difficult in both sports to, one, enjoy it at face value. You know, we all love the Cinderella – but when that Cinderella team, like a VCU, all of a sudden has to play a, a Kansas, you're looking at strength of schedule. Well, you're listen, looking at who they play. Necessary for you to go there, they beat a Kansas to get to the Final Four. I don't even want to talk to it anymore. I'm just saying. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It, you, you can't Jay look Hawks at it on an even playing field. There are excuses that are compounded with other excuses. The only way that you can really fix this to become, I think, a true playoff system is the the entire landscape of college football would have to undergo significant realignment, and I don't think that I don't is even, a real possibility. I disagree. The I, number twelve team was Oklahoma. It. The number twelve team was Oklahoma this year. We started out seven and zero. Okay, that's why I think. Do I think? Am I crazy to believe Oklahoma could make a run? It was eleven, ten, nine, and eight because outside of the okay and seven because outside of the five and six, the two teams that probably belonged because they had perfect seasons. Florida State, you know, being, you know, 1-1A one one there, they're not going to get a chance. Like, to me, this was an anomalous season in that, like, for the first time in maybe ever, but certainly that I can remember, you didn't have a team that actually did what they were supposed to do and went undefeated, and they don't have an opportunity to play, you know, for a national championship. And, oh, by the way, they're a member of a Power 5 conference. Like, get out of here. That was crazy to me. All right, coming up, uh, the, a move that the Texans made this week, Kareem Jackson, the former Houston Texans. I want to realistically. What are your opinions? What are your thoughts on them bringing in Kareem Jackson? We'll discuss that next. It's a thirsty Thursday with our friends at Bud Light on Sports Radio Six Ten. Here's the drive with Sterner and Hughley. 
All right, as we are live here, and it's a pretty good crowd out here, uh, is uh, you all uh, have a chance. Go ahead and uh, and win a $25 gift card as we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, no, New Caney location. Come on out. Have a good time with this. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Uh, as a uh, good time is had, got a chance to win some things. All you got to do is sign your name, put it in the raffle box, and you'll have a chance to win. Coming up, I'd say here in the next 30 minutes, we will – uh, do a drawing for our first winner for the $25 Visa gift card. So you might want to get that in before we do that drawing to give yourself a chance to win. All right. Um, the news here that came out, uh, the Texans, who've had a lot of injury situations in their, uh, in their defensive backfield, uh, in, in particular to the safety position, uh, they added in Kareem Jackson, uh, former Houston Texan, who was uh, here from played here from 2010 to 2018, uh, and uh, uh, was drafted here and uh, and has since gone to play for the uh, the Denver Broncos. 35 years, uh, he is uh, he is in the fold, and I mean he'll probably play uh, Sunday, Absolutely. right? He's he's not suspended anymore, right? That that's passed, right? No, he he'd come back from his suspension, was ready to rejoin the Broncos, and he was there for like a day or two afterwards, and they, and they axed him. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he will probably see some time as we see Jimmy Ward, who's out for the year now, and we see, obviously, the Eric Murray injuries and the MJ Stewart injuries. So they've got injuries there. He'll probably get some time there. Just, just I mean, what, 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 how do you feel about this, this move for Kareem Jackson? I thought it was necessary. Uh, Seth Payne and I uh, talked earlier this week about the possibility of the Texans even looking at Kareem Jackson, not because of the unnecessary roughness penalties, you know, that have led to, you know, two suspensions this season and things like that. D'Amico, by the way, was even asked about that if knowing his history as a player, a headhunter, so to speak, that people want to attack him with, gave them pause, you know, in, in considering signing him. And D'Amico was like, no. And that that rang loud and clear to me because not just have you lost Jimmy Ward, a veteran presence on the football field, just as important as that is in a film room and in the locker room, the real value comes on the field and his ability as a player, the functionality of this defense. You lose that. Jalen Petrie struggling. You're having to rely on Kadar Holman and uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, who, by the way, is I like what he's I like. much more than serviceable in what he's given credit for. He stepped up and made some plays. Uh, you know. Saving touchdowns, you know, with tackling. That pick was 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 pick, nice. What he has, he has like two picks this year yeah. for the Texans. And some, uh, you know, look, you'd you'd like it to mean a little bit more than what it has in the grand scheme of things. But you ask the guy to go out there and make plays. He's made plays. I think I think Kareem Jackson has to play on Sunday. I think they're going to need him to because they need healthy, fresh, competent, reliable players in that secondary. When Petrie's struggling to the level that he is right now, um, you, you have to expand uh, your, when your back's up against the wall. And the Texans made absolutely the right decision in bringing K-Jax back. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. The move to bring Kareem Jackson back. What is your, what is your thought? I love the words you used there. It's ne- it was necessary. It was necessary. Um, and I think for depth. Of, of of all issues. Tyler, were you were you through the roof thrilled? Were you fired up about Kareem Jackson 
the signing of Kareem Jackson? Did that did that really not just, not necessarily in a like I'm I'm pumped for what he's going to bring on the field with his play kind of thing? But it, it was cool to see Kareem Jackson, who we're very familiar with in this city, come back, and, and I like what he brings as far as honestly the unnecessary penalties he gets. I mean, I like that he lays the wood on on the offense he faces. I, I like everything Kareem Jackson could be as long as he can stay on the field and not get suspended. Yes, I. I I think you guys both said, I think, the proper things. Like, to me, I think that kid should be playing ahead of him. Uh, I, I, I like what he has done. Like I said, that interception, reading that, coming over, getting that, and keeping his feet in bounds. It's just other things that he has done as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, hell, they had more confidence in him than Jalen Petrie. At safety. Who are you talking about, last, DeAndre? Yeah, DeAndre. Yeah. Uh, what's his last name? He's got Houston, Carson. Houston Carson. I just call him DHC yeah, with the I and T because that's what he does. Yeah, he. he you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think he should definitely. He knows the system very well, and he's been there. I, like I don't think Kareem Jackson should go over and start playing over him. I just think it, it's got to be about expectation, and like I just, I just hope, I hope that some fans kind of, kind of learn the. Learn from the the Case Keenum situation, and that not not to not to think that all right the person that you're seeing in Kareem Jackson is the guy who played here, the guy who played well, in his twenties. Like I like I don't like I, I, that shouldn't be the expectation that you're getting here. I think I think there could be some help leadership wise. There could be some help, uh, especially depth wise. But he is 35. And, I mean, the, the Denver Broncos are in a similar situation, and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, man, you can go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, and, and, and you're rolling on. I'm not, I think he can really help this team. I just, I just think we need to make sure we understand the expectations and the player you're getting. It's not the same player that was here in 2018, uh, 2017. That's fair, but, and I know what you're saying ultimately, but the player that Kareem Jackson was here for the Houston Texans wasn't really who he became when he left here and went to the Denver Broncos and has been exclusively, you know, a safety, strong safety, um, has kind of reinvented his career, so to speak, and and just become that reliable, uh, you know, backstop, so to speak, of a defense and has made plays because he's seen so much, because he has the knowledge in various systems under various, you know, head coaches. I mean, Seth and I went through the list the other day. You know, when he was drafted in 2010, he comes in under Gary Kubiak. But more importantly, the defensive coordinator at that time was Frank Bush. Well, he had a very, I'll say, from a field of play standpoint, tumultuous rookie season. If you look at the overall numbers and relative to what he's kind of accomplished throughout the course of his career, it's like, okay, that's pretty solid rookie season, right? He really struggled in coverage, man coverage, zone coverage. He'd given up the chunk play, wasn't making – he wasn't the sure tackler he's become then. It took him uh, – you know, that second season when Wade Phillips came in as a defensive coordinator, very similar to Jalen Petrie in my mind because – You've got two different coordinators, two different schemes, two different years, and you're having to relearn things. And I think it was John Harris who might have said this yesterday or certainly it was this week in relation to Jalen Petrie, Ron, where if last year and from a team-wide standpoint was looked upon as like remedial math, like the 0-100 class you had to take if you went to JUCO like me, I was there, did that. This year's like second-year physics. 
in terms of what they're asking players to learn across the board offensively, but let's just stick with defense, right? This is a real NFL defense taught and coached by you know, one of the best defensive coordinators in all of the NFL the last couple of years in D'Amico Ryans. It's a big learning curve for guys like Jalen Petrie. Kareem has been through that. This is the guy they feel like can come in and give them what they need in spots, which is a reliable guy in the secondary and coverage that can come up and make big-time plays. The ones that Jalen Petrie's whiffed on a lot last year, a little bit less this year, but has had the opportunity to make some game-changing plays, but just hasn't. I I think he is, to me, I I view him as a depth guy and a guy that can – that can do some things in in in, in spots, as you said, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a it's a problem if the thought is, man, this guy might be our best safety back here. Yeah, and I don't think uh, I don't think and, that's and the I thought, and, but and, he's an improvement. And, I, and, and like I just uh, like I just think the expectations have to be fair for it. You know, he's coming in. You know, he's it, it, this is. I'm just saying it's a different because Kareem Jackson was uh, obviously and clearly a, a really. A uh, loved figure, uh, a, a solid, solid player when he was here. Um, now he's kind of, as you said, shifted positions and not just not just played corner like he did a lot here. But just the, the, someone texting the leadership, veteran presence that can help. You know, as long as it's it's not you know taking people out. And that was as Tyler said, staying on the field. But the veteran presence can 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 really can really help things out. But that was the first thing that Kareem said yesterday when asked about what he can bring to this team. It wasn't a level of play or anything. It was mentorship and leadership. Yep. Yeah. And and that's that's uh that's what we'll see. All right, coming up, we'll give you the latest update on CJ Stroud. It is great great news and Andre Johnson is closer closer to the next step of hopefully going to Canton. We'll discuss all of that, all the major news right here on the drive here on Sports Radio 610.